my calculations are correct, when this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're gonna see some serious shit. Do you really think you have a chance against us, Mr. Cowboy? Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. It's showtime. Right, welcome, everybody, to another episode of the VHS Strikes Back. I am one of your hosts, Chris Feltz, and my co-host and very good friend is Mr. Dave Horrocks. Hey there, Chris, and hello to our listeners out there. Welcome to the VHS Strikes Back, the show where we dust off the old video player and go on a nostalgic journey to look at the good and the bad movies of yesteryear. Now, Chris, what are we going to review this week? Well, Dave, one of our greatest supporters and great friends, the wonderful Mr. Tony Farina, has been threatening for ages when it was his pick <laughs> as a Patreon, Dave. And if you do want supporters, guys, patreon.com forward slash the VHS Strikes Back, just by the way. Uh, and he said he didn't sort of want us to review it, but he did. And he was like, I know Chris is going to absolutely shit on it. But <laughs> however, we're going back to 1989, a movie starring Christian Slater... Winona Ryder and Shannon Doherty Day before 90210, and it's called Heathers. So, have you seen this before, Dave? I have. I saw this in the early 90s on video. Uh, I mean, I, I think mentally I associate Christian Slater with the 80s and Winona Ryder, um, but it, it really was in that crossover time. You know, you were kind of early 90s. I, th- I think, it, it, like I say, it came out here in, in 89. I definitely didn't see this uh, until it got on video. Can't really say that it it had a place, you know, when we were talking about setting up this podcast, Chris, and all the great movies that we could cover, I think we had about 100 on the list. This wasn't anywhere near that. (laughs) You would get way, way down the list before I think of this one. And, And yeah, I couldn't honestly tell you that I had any positive or negative feelings you know when something's really bad it sticks with you for longer doesn't it because it's so bad whereas this one i was just a bit lukewarm on i I didn't particularly feel positive or negative about it well let me roll (laughs) up my sleeves now we have a great friendship with tony he does an amazing show indie comic spotlight on comics emotion he's one of our greatest podcasting friends without a doubt I have never seen this movie, Dave. Now, I remember, because I was a big Christian Slater fan, I remember them saying that this performance in this movie, and it never correlated this was the movie, was very Jack Nicholson, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. It's mm. what got him a lot of notoriety as an actor. And and followed his career, you know, I loved him. We did True Romance, like The Young Guns 2, things like that. And he was in a great film about Lucky Luciano as well, a, a gangster one that I absolutely loved from like the mid-90s. It was a great movie. So I, I watched all these other films. I, I really, really was a big fan of Christian Slater in the night. It's like yourself. He was just like that guy. When I always wanted to have his hair cut, Dave, that, that V-shaped sort of curtain. That's perfect, isn't it? Oh, class. You know, Either miss... that or the Swayze cut. Oh, well, the Swayze, <laughs> the Swayze cut, actually, Dave. Probably out of Roadhouse, I'd probably say, was my favourite. Yeah. But, uh, but no... I, he was just a great actor. So we know on a rider, we all know her, Dave. She likes to fucking put stuff in a bag and that, don't she, Dave? You know, and that's what I really know her for. <laughs> I remember Mermaids with Cher and Bob Hoskins mm. from, from like the 90s. You know, that was a classic with her. I think it was Christina Ricci was the daughter. But yeah, she, she was a bit of a Richard Maidley from what I remember more. And she was had gone out with Johnny Depp and everything. 
Never seen this. And it just correlated watching it like, oh, this is the film they're talking about. He's like his breakthrough role, really. And that's all I'm going to say, Dave. That's all I'm going to say. No more. <laughs> Tony's got previous, hasn't he? He's yeah. given us some uh, movies in the past Thank that girl. are absolutely oh. beloved to him. And he, he really holds them in a high esteem, like Speed Racer in particular comes to mind. And uh, yeah, we weren't <laughs> perfectly aligned with that that uh, viewpoint were we <laughs> no but i'm calling myself out because how can i even sit here and fucking criticize our good mate tony when i'm fucking in love with fucking la dave so let's just say nothing <laughs> well oh. chris should we get into our trailer let's go three blind mice three blind mice heather chandler heather mcnamara heather duke Veronica Sawyer. Why are you such a mega brat? Because I can be. The most powerful clique at Westerberg. God, Veronica. Drool much? Most people would die to get into it. Heather number one just looked right at me. I'm worshipped Westerberg, and I'm only a junior. Veronica would kill to get out of it. You were nothing before you met me. You were a Girl Scout cookie. JD has come to answer her prayers. I'm a no-rest build-up man myself. Well, kill her. He's got a way with women. Oh. A way with words. Is this as good for you as it is for me? Life can suck! And a very special way with a gun. Veronica can't live with him. Help! I love my dead gay son. And she can't live without him. Does this turn out weak or what? Had at least 70 more people at my funeral. What? Their meeting was destiny. Oh. But that knife is filthy. What do you think I'm gonna do with it? Take out her tonsils? Their love <gasps> has a body count. I loved you. It's coming up here to kill you. That's it. We're breaking up. Young love. Heather's a killer comedy. Send my SAT scores to San Quentin instead of Stanford. In Westberg High School in Sherwood, Ohio, Veronica Sawyer is part of a popular but feared clique, along with three other wealthy and beautiful girls with the same first name, Heather. Heather Chandler, Heather Duke, Heather and Heather McNamara. Tired of the clique abusing its power, Veronica longs for her old life with her kinder but less popular friends. She becomes fascinated with Jason Dean, otherwise known as JD, a new student and rebellious outsider, after he pulls out a gun and fires blanks to scare bullies Kurt Kelly and Ram Sweeney. Now, Chris, what do you reckon to the opening of this movie? <laughs> you know what this movie reminds me of? The way it's shot. That fucking Generation X movie we did on Comics in Mode. Oh, it he's is, gone straight in there with the digs. Wow. Shit. This film <laughs> is shit. <laughs> it's absolutely terrible. Now, you know, we watch The Club, and I know my scoring is all over the place. This is awful. It's, look, it's on YouTube for an hour and 40 minutes. I'd just say to you, me and Dave have done you a big favour watching this, because don't watch it. You really don't watch it. It's 
terrible. The ninety-three percent scoring on Rotten Tomatoes. Fuck me, Dave. He must have been everyone in the cast scoring that one. It's hot garbage. We get these three girls. You know, they're all there. They, they, they all like crudeness throughout the film. Goes a little bit beyond the sort of bullying, you know, the mean girls situation. And we've got Winona Ryder. This this uh, rather larger girl gets sort of coaxed into sending this guy a letter. The, the, the jock guys are about fucking 40, both of them, and they're supposed to be 17. They're well old, right? Even oh, that's consistent with movies around this time. Yeah, it? It They're is. all early 30s. Yeah, they are. And then, and then they sort of set this girl up. Them guys are laughing, and he's just sat there, JD, you know, Kurt, uh, Christian Slater, Kurt Russell, Christian Slater. And oh, by the way, Dave, you know what I saw the other day, just quickly? Uh, Kurt Russell was in a film with Elvis when he was a kid. Have you ever seen it? So this oh, is, I knew he was a child actor. Yeah, I couldn't remember he was in a big one, though. Yeah, well, I don't know whether the Elvis ones were big, but he kicks Elvis in the shin. Elvis asks him to kick him, and he kicks him. And when he turns around talking, you're like, wow, that is Kurt Russell. Anyway, completely <laughs> off the subject. <laughs> These girls set her up. Winona Ryder's character, Veronica's there, like, giving the eyes to JD. And the two jocks come over, and there's some proper inappropriate wording. And obviously, it's 30 years old, Dave. You know, we get the... F word, which for homosexual, mm. you know, they're really bad. I'm not even going to say it, but they do all sorts of words. And then Christian Slater gets up and shoots them both, Dave, or so we think. And then we pan to the Heathers talking with Veronica about, uh, well, I don't think he's going to be expelled. So what school do you go in where someone pulls a gun, whether it's real or not, and still stay at the school? And on top of that, the biggest revelation I've seen in the whole of this movie, Shannon Doherty's a ginger, Dave. Yeah. There's yeah. not wrong with that, but she's been dying her hair ever since, which I was, I didn't, at first I was like, is that Shannon Doherty? And I was like, yeah, oh my yeah. God, it is. But yeah, that, that, unbelievable this. And Tony Farina, I am coming for you, my friend, because I'm <laughs> going to pick something horrendous for you to watch. <laughs> you know Tony's sat at home though. He's it's like himself. Yeah. He's like Blofeld. No, he's he's like fuck. He's this is what he's expected. He's stroking the fucking cat, laughing his head off like Doctor Evil, because <laughs> he knew what your reaction would be. And as much as you hate it, he's laughing his fucking cock off because he's made you watch it. <laughs> Well, actually, I'm going to bring up, we've said this before, but Tony is absolute double of my hero, LA, when he was younger. We've said it before. Oh, Tony's, my word, he I've is. never known anyone look so much like that actor. But anyway, Tony, I know you're pissing yourself, my friend, and this is all for you, but I hated every single minute of this movie. I was like, oh, what is this? It's like, what's that movie with the cheerleaders, Dave, where they're all fucking dancing and that? It's like, it, I hate movies like this. I was just like, oh. I'm fucking just dancing. I don't know. Get it's just it I'm out there. Something. something like that. Yeah, yeah, get, yeah. That's it. I was just like, oh fucking hell. But I just think the story. There's no story. Christian Slater, JD, and Veronica get together, and straight away they're just plotting and they have sex, and it's all. It's it, it's just so disjointed for me. I, I don't understand what's going on. And I wasn't pissing about my phone. I wasn't doing other things. I sat and watched it because I thought, I've got to understand what it's a black comedy, what it's about. And I found I didn't laugh at anything and I just didn't understand the story at all. It was like a Bonnie and Clyde thing gone wrong, I think. Yeah, and I think it was more kind of satirical than laugh out loud funny. I, I, I don't know. I... I 
didn't have the same reaction as you. It's not going to be one that, you know, absolutely loved and then I'm going to be rushing to watch it again. But I thought it was quite clever in some of the things that it did. You know, it, it's pretty standard stuff where you start off again. You, you've used the term mean girls there. I think that's our go-to, isn't it? When we think about a clique and, you know, uh, these this group of mean girls getting together, uh, treating everyone else poorly. And you can see that Winona Ryder's character, she's like, uh, you know, dissatisfied with the whole situation. She knows she wants something. And you're kind of expecting that Bonnie and Clyde thing. But actually, Christine Slater just turns out to be a massive fucking bellend. And uh, I tell you what, Chris, there is so much fucking rape in this oh, bastard un- fucking film. Unbelievable. I could not believe it. And it's all like, oh, he's a bit rapey, isn't he? You know, and it's like, fucking hell. Like, uh-uh. were we all really this blasé to this back in the but, fucking 80s? But what about when the girls are actually getting raped? And Christian Slater's character, who's this moral, you know, moral compass at the start of the film... Just lets her on the floor with that fucking jock. He's just he's just there trying to rip her clothes off when Oda Rider walks off like it's nothing. And it's like, yeah. should we yeah, go for yeah. something to eat or whatever it is? That was, that was, was the like, worst what? bit, wasn't it? Where oh. she's clearly fucking struggling in the background. And you're like, holy fucking shit. This is even... I mean, to be fair, we all sort of just turned a blind eye to Biff, didn't we? It's like, oh, well, this yeah. is the bit where George McFly gets his hero's moment. How good is this? And like, when you're watching it back years later, you're like, fucking hell. Yeah. <laughs> so so bad, yeah. It? What about, it, it, it's pretty bad, yeah. But what about when that Chandler kills herself? You know, they, they he coaxes JD to kill herself and she falls on the coffee machine. Yeah. Uh, the, the coffee tech coffee machine, fucking hell, the coffee table, be coffee everywhere. Coffee coffee table and she dies and, and he's laughing his cock off and there's no, like you say. Well, that's, that's the first one, isn't it? Yeah, that's Where, the first uh, one, yeah. She has the bleach. Yeah, yeah, the bleach and that. I was just like, what is going on, Dave? I mean, in your opinion, what do you think the movie was trying to say? Because I couldn't work out any of this. Well, I think again, if you if you look at Winona Ryder's character, she's again she's in this clique. She's one of the popular girls, but is not satisfied with her life. But then she thinks she's going to find solace in this rebel, but he turns out to be an utter fucking douchebag. <laughs> and so it's be careful what you wish for. Um, I don't know. I think in particular, you, you get this in British schools, don't you? There's there's cliques everywhere, whether you're in school, whether you're in work, whatever. But I always get the impression in American schools, it's a bit more. It's like turned up to 11, isn't it? You've got the jocks, you've got the geeks, you've got the goths, you've got the rockers. You know, you've got all these different little groups um, that that you get there. And I think, I don't know, it, it does take a weird turn because... You know, Christine Slater, JD, and his dad are clearly murderous fuckers. You know, you get this little bit of dialogue where he's talking about waving goodbye to his mum before the building explodes or something. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, you know, the dad is as fucking bad as him. And so I don't know, is it saying that, you know, the fucking psychopath gene runs in the family or something? I, I don't it, know. It, it's weird, isn't it? <laughs> it's weird. But I, I can see why 
you know, rebelling against that clique. We'll hear from Tony a little bit later, and I've, I've intentionally not listened because I, I want it to be fresh for us when we're listening back. But, um, yeah, I can imagine rebelling against that clique. I, I can see why Tony would, uh, or that would resonate with Tony. Mm, yeah, and I, I'm interested myself because I've not listened to it either. So, so they'd be interested in what his thoughts are now that we've watched it, Dave. You know what I mean? Because he's been itching for us to do this. He's brilliant that he's done this. So he has stitched us up completely. And and <laughs> from there, you get the fact that McNamara, that Heather McNamara, she convinces Veronica. She goes on this date with Kurt and Ram, the two horrible forty-year-old jocks, who obviously, yeah. you know, ridiculous. And he's trying to sort of get with Veronica. He passes out. Next day, you see the rape thing. JD's there. And he's just like, do you want to come with me? Yeah, no problem. And then the next day, it's all about, well, you know, she, um, Veronica's given a blowjob to um, Kurt. And and it's like, they're all like, oh, yeah, I believe, you, you know, he, he twisted his sword in your mouth or whatever he was or something like that. It's like, oh, no, right, that's it. I'm going to get him back. And it was weird because JD had said about, oh, yeah, I've got these bullets and it won't kill him, it'll stun him, and they'll act dead. Mm. And, and, and that whole thing did get me. It did twist because I was thinking, I've never heard of these bullets. We know he used blanks earlier on, but we only saw the barrel of the gun, and he just fired it, and it, we didn't see on screen what happened to the two guys. And I tell you what, Dave, for someone who's never fired a gun, Winona Ryder, Veronica's got a hell of a fucking <laughs> crack shot on her, hasn't she? She's walking dead levels of accuracy, isn't she? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, the, those jocks, you kind of, I don't know if the movie's trying to make you feel like this, but you know, you, you're not that sad that they've gone, are you? No. I mean, they are utter, utter douchebags. I'm not saying they deserve to die, but they were twats. Oh, yeah. I mean, look, he, he raped one of the girls. You, in any movie like this, there's got to be that arc, hasn't there? And he, he, he was an absolute bastard what he did to her. But but also, what makes me laugh is when they kill them and they've got this stuff on the floor, JD's got it all set up because they think that we're not, Veronica's having a threesome with him. She's like, take all mm. your clothes off and you can take mine off. And then the two coppers are sat there who, it's got to be said, have literally walked off the Dukes of Hazard level of detective <laughs> <Yeah>. work. <laughs> so they, they go, he goes, I've heard another gunshot. He, he runs, Christian Slater and that are literally just in front of him, but he doesn't see them, Dave. We're talking like yeah. Batman 1966 levels of <laughs> I can't see you. They run in the car, start having fucking fake sex, pulling the clothes off, and the copper's like, oh, it's just two kids making out. Well, actually, it's a suicide <laughs> pact. I'm like, he, he picks the gun up with his fucking pen, but then holds it in his hand and puts his fingerprints all over the gun. I'm yeah. like, this is bullshit. <laughs> Forensics wasn't really a thing <laughs> no. in the 80s. Um, but that was brilliant. It's like they got away with it through social awkwardness yeah. <laughs> of the policeman not wanting to look in the car because they uh, both had their shirt off. Fuck me. That was a Dukes of Hazard moment, that, was yeah, it? Yeah, it was brilliant. And I think they get away with it. And this is where, like, Veronica and JD's relationship just takes a turn for the worst, on it? Because she sees that he's fucking maniacal, isn't he? he is, and this is where they get the Jack Nicholson comparison, Dave. You know, they, they, I remember years ago reading articles on him saying, like, he's the new Jack Nicholson. Not necessarily got to Jack Nicholson's heights, but there was a time there where he was, he was the man when it comes to certain films, and he has a bit of an edge about him. He's not a big guy, but he has an edge to him. 
I just didn't think any of it worked. And and it just goes fucking downhill. He wants to kill everyone at this point, don't yeah. he? It's, it's, it's bizarre the way the film changes. And like I say, usually when you watch something that's satirical or a black comedy, you get what they're going for. Even if you don't like it, I can understand what they're trying to do. With this, it didn't make any sense. The, the, the characters were just all over the place. Nobody other than Veronica was sort of playing it down the line. I know she ended up killing. She thought she wasn't killing him and it was all fake and he, he coaxed her into that. But I was like, none of this makes any sense to me. Look, brilliant to watch. And and, and it's always great to talk about it, though, because we're just like, what the fuck? But it's on YouTube for a reason. And I, I'm, I'm calling out everyone who's... <laughs> with all the it. classics. Yeah. With... <laughs> so, I mean, uh, yeah, I, I think it is all about Veronica... All the other characters aren't massively believable, are they? You know, JD suddenly turns into this two-dimensional mustache-twirling villain, you know, so he's he's a bit of a rebel. Suddenly, he wants to commit fucking uh, mass murder. <laughs> it's, like, it's a weird kind of thing for him to go to. But, uh, and including often himself at that as well. But I think what, what was interesting, again, when the jocks got killed off and they were so homophobic, I did think it was, like, interesting, the fact that the the whole thing got twisted, the whole event got twisted to it being a suicide pact and because they were so ashamed of them being gay. So it's it's like in death, they've kind of become this this these martyrs for you know people coming out and being comfortable with themselves and everything so you see this this wave go across the school where everyone's caught up in this narrative that's just completely made up and uh you know you can see veronica is finding it all quite amusing because she knows what the actual truth is um so i thought that was that was interesting and just it's about high school, isn't it? But again, it's kind of like people and just how everyone just gets on this wave of something that's going on at the time. And it doesn't actually matter whether that lines up with reality or not. Yeah, and and you know what? I think that's a good point. I think at some point towards the end, I thought we were going to get like an American Psycho like switch you know obviously mm. i know we haven't reviewed that but you've got this whole monologue with patrick bateman all the way through where he's an absolute maniac but then it leaves you hanging like was this all in his head and i kept thinking mm. we were possibly going to get that i think that's a great description day what you just said all joking aside i think that's really good observation i i did feel that as if like she'd you know like a bit like a nightmare on elm street and she'd wake up in class with someone like throwing fucking yeah. gum at her or something and it's all been a dream you know that it, it it's a very, very bizarre film. And the fact that he blows himself up pretty pretty much at the end, doesn't he? She shoots him and everything. And, and there's still... It's weird, though, because Veronica doesn't... She, there's no panic in her, in anything she does. A friend's getting raped or, you know, he's not really a friend, but you wouldn't let a girl that sit there, this girl she doesn't really like, and get raped, doesn't really do anything. She walks off. The, 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 she shoots Christian Slater stands next to him talking to him outside the school all the way through the movie. There's no panic or emotion in a character. Mm. And I can't work out whether that's an intentional thing or that's just the way... That I, I can't work it out when I watched it. It was really, really weird to see. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
I, uh, you got me thinking now about the whole kind of, uh, is it in, maybe not his head, but maybe it's all in her head, you yeah. know, and she's got this kind of detached view of things that are going on around her. Mm. Yeah. And it could be that, couldn't it? But I mean, at the time this came out, Chris, cost three million, made 1.1. 1. 1. <laughs> <laughs> there was no chance that this was going to be a uh, be made into a sequel. Um, and at the time, New World Pictures were going bankrupt, and this certainly didn't help that. <laughs> <laughs> but it has become a bit of a cult classic. You know, the, I know a lot of people, including Tony, really like. My eldest daughter absolutely loves this film. Oh, does she? Yeah, yeah. I think... I think it's one of those, Chris, where this just this movie is not for us. Yes, you know, it, it, but it is for a lot of other people as well. Um, I, and there's something, don't know what, but there's something about this that just hits home with people. And and I think a lot of it is, you know, the, those social interactions, that peer pressure, um, all of that stuff. The fact that you can live through Veronica's eyes, through her story. It's not complicated by lots of other characters' uh, storylines as such. I, I think that's probably what hit, hits home for people. It's weird. And you know what, Dave? I'm just reading now. I didn't realise there was proper Broadway and West End productions of this movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so it's run for years off the back of it. So fair play to... to and, and then with you on that, I mean, I told Sam I'd watched it and she went, oh, I love Heather's. Oh, it's a great film. You should have told me. And look, I didn't get told off for once, Dave. And I'm like, we've never spoke about that in 23 years of being together, that you've even seen it. Not that I've even brought it up, but it's not like she said, oh, do you remember Heathers as a film? I, so, so I said, all right. I said, well, we've watched it. And she's like, oh, it's a great She went, don't you dare be slating it. And I was like, you don't listen to every episode anyway. You'll be fine. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, weird, yeah. Dave, weird film. And I think you're right. It's just a different audience. Yeah, yeah. And... um I'd, I'd say about there was never going to be a, a sequel. Certainly not, not in the nineties because, like, I say it flopped so badly. But I think because of its success on on VHS and and you know now free there on YouTube. Uh, in two thousand and nine, they were reporting that there was going to be a sequel, Heather's Two, and Christian Slater would come back as a kind of Obi Wan Kenobi character, Chris. <laughs> Oh, fuck me. So, Dave, that, that would have been on fucking I thought, YouTube. I thought that away. might have hooked you in there. I thought you might have been like, oh, that sounds really good. No, no. It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> oh, my fucking days. Look, it's they're cool. remaking and, you know, continuing on so many different things now. I, I wouldn't with look what what do you say is is on Rotten Tomatoes ninety three percent from fifty six reviews the audience score from over fifty thousand ratings is eighty three percent. I think if they made a sequel, people would watch it. Yeah, I think it wouldn't so. be me, but no. you know, people, other people would watch this one. Yeah, I, I'm with you on that because there wouldn't be a musical on Broadway, Dave, for nothing, would there? So yeah, it, yeah, it's got yeah. a massive cult following. Every time they've released it on other sort of formats, whether it be DVDs, you know, Blu-ray, whatever, it's always done well. So, yeah, it, it's, it, it's been a great thing to go back and 
go for watch for the first time, but just to go back and review because obviously Tony's honestly for the three or four years we've known Tony, this is all he's he's always said. I want you to review Heather's. As soon as he did the VHS, he was like. Yeah, I think I'm going to choose Heather's. And he's never picked it, and he has this time. So it's really, I, I'm, I cannot wait to hear what he says, to be honest, Dave. Well, Chris, before we get into our final review, should we have a listen to what Tony's got to say then? I think so. Dear Diary, Heather says she teaches people real life. She says, Real life sucks losers dry. If you want to fuck with the Eagles, you have to learn to fly. So I said, You teach people how to spread their wings and fly? She says, yes. I said, you're beautiful. I could recite this entire movie. In 1989, this movie was all I wanted. It didn't get a theatrical release near me, but I heard of it. I knew it was a thing. I wanted it so desperately. I didn't know why I wanted it. I didn't know what it was at the time. I just heard about it. It was like a urban legend. So when I finally get my hands on the VHS, I, I watched it. This is not a lie. Every single day for the entire summer of 1989, sometimes twice in a day. What I love about Heather's is that it took everything about growing up in that area of America. So I'm from Southwest Michigan, but there's this whole part of Southern Michigan, Northern Indiana, Northern Ohio that is exactly what the film portrays. It's this homophobic, jock, hero worship, misogynistic, racist bullshit place it was insane (laughs) everybody was already like three years behind whatever the cool thing was in the rest of the world we were just getting so you see that in this film it captures the perfect zeitgeist of a time for iconoclasts and outsiders and people who just didn't understand who who did everything they could do to try to fit in and when you think about what veronica does what happens off screen because we know she's friends with betty finn we know she doesn't hate martha dunstock don't have anything for her either says heather chandler but the thing about it is veronica did everything she could do to be a heather and so jd comes in and reminds her of the time before what it meant to be your own person and sure obviously christian slater is channeling jack nicholson greetings and salutations you heather they seem to have an open door policy for assholes now don't they so many and that's my bad nicholson sorry but this movie just captured what it meant to try to fit in in a town like that and i was that guy i played football i was on student council uh obviously american football sorry guys uh, i did everything i haven't played in college i mean i i was i was everything you're supposed to be but i didn't hate those things but i was also the kid who was a straight edge kid i didn't drink i didn't smoke i had to be dragged out to parties friday night after a football game i'd be back home with a book by 10 o'clock i just couldn't be bothered to deal with the nonsense and the bullshit and the way that the homophobia in particular is displayed in this film is exactly how it is i think the line that makes like milk out the nose funny every time is when uh, Veronica says, oh, come on, a lot of people drink mineral water. It's come a long way. And JD says, yeah, but this is Ohio. If you don't have a brewski in your hand, you might as well be wearing a dress. And that is how it was. <laughs> That's how that part of, of where I grew up still is. There's this culture of like toxic masculinity before it was even a word. It's, it's just on fire in this movie. And so, of course, the worst thing that they could do to Kurt and Ram was make make them seem that they were gay. And so, of course, the language is really offensive in this movie. And I understand it's supposed to be. 
it was not done with a malicious heart. The people who say the terrible words are the terrible people. And so, of course, I don't advocate killing people and making them look like suicides. But I do think <laughs> both <laughs> the commentary that sometimes it feels, and the line from the movie is, of course, the extreme always seems to make an impression. The fact that you have to go to extremes to get out of the horrible situation you're in is real. The idea, the commentary that the film is making is that sometimes kids don't know what else to do. They don't know how to get out of it. And at that time, in the late 80s, early 90s, you didn't know how to get out of it. You didn't know how to be your own person. It just wasn't rewarded. The thing about Heathers is it just captured a moment in time so perfectly for me. It lives on. It's still the movie I've seen the most. If you had to gun to my head, say, what is your all-time favorite movie? It would probably be this. Say anything, believe it or not. Totally different film, but also about an outsider who wears a trench coat. Is right up there as a 1B. There's just something about these movies that spoke to me as the weirdo guy who didn't know how to fit in and who tried hard to just be himself. And at the end of the day, that's what, obviously, Heathers is about. There's some amazing things now. As an English teacher, I could teach Heathers. There's symbolism. There's layers. Visually, it's just a stunning film. The way that the fire backlights them when when Heather and Veronica are having that fight in the alleyway, that's maybe one of the most symbolic and amazingly shot scenes in all of cinema. I just love everything about it. And it was a star maker, obviously, for Winona Ryder and Shannon Doherty and Christian Slater. And Winona was already pretty famous when she made this. You know, Heather's was a movie that actually hired teenagers to play teenagers, so that was also different. It was did something different than what other movies did. If this had been in the hands of different filmmakers, they would have had 30-year-olds playing these kids, and it would have been different. The things that, that they could have shown and did would have been different. So it will always be one of my favorite movies. I watch it at least once, if not twice a year still. I watched it about a month ago, and now that I know this show's coming out, I'm going to watch it again. Even though I don't have to, I will. So I will just say that I appreciate you guys doing this. I can't wait to hear what Chris thinks. I kind of think he's going to fucking hate it. I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful that you liked it and that if you didn't like it, we're still friends. It's all good. Uh, I can't wait to hear what you guys think about it, what everybody else thinks about it. I'd love to have a conversation about Heathers. To anytime anyone wants to talk Heathers, I'm here. So I don't know if you know this, and I will leave you with this. But in the original script of Heathers, which, of course, I've read, it ends where J.D. does blow up the school, and they have a prom in heaven. The only place the different social types can genuinely get along is in heaven. So now that you're dead, what are you going to do with the rest of your life? Thanks again, guys. I really do hope you loved it. I love Heathers. Thanks for doing it. <laughs> I, this oh, is no. the best. Thanks. Now, how do you feel, Chris? <laughs> I feel fucking great, Dave. No, I've got to say. Oh, no, no. Honestly, I think what, what the, that's the perspective that we're missing watching yeah. this. Completely. Yeah. Honestly, what Tony said, and we love, I love Tony. He's such a good guy. And I'm actually going on his show in a few weeks, Dave, for the first time as well. I've been promising for so long. I'm so useless at the, at the guesting art at times. I'm always so busy. But I'm going on with Tony so he can tear strips off me then, Dave. So, But 
honestly, I think what a great perspective. And if yeah. we'd lived in that society, we'd live... And I'm not saying there isn't areas that we've lived that are not similar to that, but just knowing that the way they've done it, and he makes a good point about actually getting teenagers. Now, Tony... I'm still doubting them two jocks, mate. But the rest of them, I'd say, were teenagers. <laughs> but, but no, honestly, I, I'm really, I'm, I'm pleased that he's done that because I think that just makes so much more sense for us. Yeah, it, it all makes sense, doesn't it? When you yeah. look at it through that lens, and and actually, I think we were suspecting that, weren't we? That it's just it doesn't resonate with us, you know, yeah. not coming up through that high school system in particular, you know, in a, in a smallish town. I do have to doubt though, Chris, you know, that, uh, Tony was the real outsider that he claims to be with when he, he looks basically like a young Lauren Avedon, uh, <laughs> in that, in that trench coat yeah. there. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, 100%. How, how does every boy not want to be him and every woman, uh, not want to be with him, you know, yeah. when he's, he's got Lauren Avenel right there. But um, no, absolutely fantastic. You know what? Tony's like one of the smartest people I know. And uh, yeah, I think I've just, you know, he's, he's won me over. Yeah. Uh, I, honestly, he's brilliant. I really appreciate he took the time for us both there, Dave. He's such a good guy. And, and yeah, that that is definitely the perspective that's missing when I'm watching this movie, Tony. So thank you. It means fuck all I'm going to score it, Dave. But you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Talk about a super fan. He's read the script and everything, no. can recite it easily. And uh, wow. <laughs> no, it's good. Really good. So, Dave, come on. Should we get into our scores? Let's go. I'm going to get this out of the way from the start. <laughs> I love the fact, as we said just before we got into this, Tony has given us that re that's really, really interesting insight, perspective. It, honestly, I think it's really making me think, Dave, about how I saw it. I will, probably won't watch it again, but what, where it's come from, it ain't going to change my fucking mind, though, Dave. This film is shit. It's going right to the bottom, older on, isn't even a place fucking further away. We want it further than that, Dave. I just, it's terrible. And I'm not having that it's at 93%. I love, like I say, that perspective. Great, great guy, Tony is. But Tony, I'm sorry, mate. You've absolutely done me up like a kipper and I'm never watching <laughs> this pile of shit ever, ever again. So Dave, over to you. <laughs> so bad. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm being true, Dave. Like, like I say, Chris, my eldest absolutely adores this film as well. Um, makes me sort of question now about the area we live in. Um, I think it's so different now. Just think about how much the internet has changed our lives. You know, I've, I'm trying to think about what it would be like, you know, living in that small town where basically it's, it's difficult to break out of. You know, there are, there are people that you can't identify with, whereas, you know, the internet has open that right up hasn't it so you know you you can contact a lot more people you know as we're a lot more global there's negatives to that as well but it, it's interesting to go back into that time and in particular you know we called out the how rapey everything was and just thinking about what tony was saying you know it's intentionally bad the people saying the bad words are the bad people so now i, I think this is 
a lot cleverer and does warrant you know multiple viewings to really kind of get what it's saying but um having said that like i said before this movie isn't in particular for me but i can appreciate what it is and what it is to other people as well so i'm gonna send this not to the bottom because i'm not fucking see you next tuesday chris <laughs> <laughs> But no, I'm going to pop this in the middle. This is outside of our comfort zone, I would say. But it's good to do that. And uh, yeah, so this is going to Hill Valley for me. I, I think it's, you know, there are some good things. And, and I think probably the poor box office return, a lot of it, it was just a bit too cute. You know, it was a bit too uh, ahead of its time. You know, and a lot of the people that it was kind of shitting on are your average box office goers. <laughs> so, you know, um, whereas when you can watch it at home on video, you know, I think that's really where it found its audience. But um, awesome, Chris. Now, it, what are we going to do next week? Well, Dave, it's my pick, my friend. And I'm rubbing my hands with glee. <laughs> it's not as if you can make process. Tony watch something. <laughs> <laughs> I am rubbing my hands, Dave, because I haven't got a clue what I'm going to pick. So let me <laughs> think. I'm trying to stall here, my friend. So, um, oh, no. I want to pick no, no retreat, good. no surrender six. six. No, <laughs> the return. <laughs> Casey returns. No, I'm, I want to pick. I, I know what I'm going to pick. So I'm picking. I know exactly what I'm going to pick. I'm going to pick my favourite Jean-Claude Van Damme film, Dave, that I always go on about. It's my personal favourite. And we're going, Dave, to, I think it's 1991, and it's Death Warrant. Nice, nice. Let's get into the trailer. First, he demolished the supreme player in the most brutal sport in the world. Then, he crushed the competition in a contest nobody plays for kicks. Now, what's the problem? He faces a new challenge. Only this time, there are no rules. And nobody's playing games. Detective Burke, we want to send you undercover into Harrison as a prisoner. Van Damme is Burke. You're not going to last too long. It's not a threat. It's a promise. He's got the toughest job a cop can do. Prisoners ain't cops more than anything else. It's a hit list. You're a dead man. His cover has been blown. What are you doing in my prison? It's too late. Your number's next on the list. And the odds are impossible. Welcome to hell! Van Damme, he loves a good fight. Death Warrant. So thank you for indulging me on that, Dave. And I will do our Patreon roll call of honour. So if you want to support us, guys, patreon.com forward slash the VHS Strikes Back. If you do want to follow us on social media, at VHS Strikes Back. And if you want to email us, the VHS Strikes Back at gmail.com. So here we go for today. We have the wonderful still, Mr. Tony Farina, even though he inflicted that on me. Brent from the Cinema Chat Podcast, the great John Hammond, Blake, Maths, 
Jax, Herb, Lucky Lulu Green, Kent, Dylan, Haley, Heath, Matt, Carl, and Mark. So thank you so much, guys. And I always worry I'm going to trip up on someone's name there, Dave. But that was a really <laughs> great year to support us, guys. And if you do want to support us, please get over there. So, Mr. Horrocks, what a great film that we've definitely not watched this week. So what I'm going to say to you is, what are you going to take us out with today? So I knew you were going to do this. So, I mean, I, this is where I need Tony, actual live Tony, to give us a quote. But uh, I will just say, Chris, well, fuck me gently with a chainsaw. Do I look like Mother Teresa? I'll <laughs> <laughs> speak to you next time. Bye. That's it, man. It's game over, man. It's game over. What the fuck are we going to do now? What are we going to do? Maybe we could build a fire, sing a couple of songs, huh? Why don't we try that? We better get back, because it'll be dark soon, and they mostly come at night. Mostly. I'll be back. That's not. We came, we saw, we kicked its ass. Wax on. Wax off. Go for it. Well, here we go. Ain't so bad. Ain't so bad. Ain't so bad. Ain't so bad. Ain't nothing. You must be crazy or something. I'm crazy. You're just a stupid Yeah, maybe you stupid. You're crazy. I ain't breathing heavy. He's a fool. He's stupid. I see you in six months. Come on.